I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst show. I've ever made. <laughs> Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. <laughs> stop, 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 stop. Ow! Uh, that, yeah, I, I went there, Mike. Uh, I went there, motherfucker. Hey, hey Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, hey Joey. Joey. Hi, Mike. <laughs> No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down the spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joe. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade. And each week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That's what we do every single week. And we better hurry it up here because <laughs> Joe's having like the shittiest computer problem and his mic just keeps dropping. So he says that we're good. We're gonna do this whole episode. I think. I think. Yeah. I think I figured it out. I think it was the okay. USB port. Good. <laughs> How have you been? I've been doing very well. I've been uh, just hanging out, doing my thing. You know, I will say this: we've been doing the show. Um, I think next week it'll be our third anniversary. Uh huh. And in that time, I have not had a boyfriend. Correct. And it's very strange having a boyfriend. Okay. Which is funny because I think the time I've known you, you're very rarely single. You usually that's, have a that's boyfriend. That's so far from true. What's weird, well, like in the three years that we've done this show, uh, well, I was single when we started and then RK and now Steve. But, I mean, I was single from Philip until Phoenix. I mean, that was four Were years. You? Yeah, I was single a long time. Wait a minute. When did um the our friend, I don't want to say his name, the the guy who made that video that went viral. When was he? Was he before Philip or after Philip? Way before Philip. I was like 19. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. And you and I were fr- uh, yeah, I think you and I were mostly friends. I mean, we were friends when you were f- with Philip, but our the big chunk of our friendship was when you were single, I suppose. Yeah. And it's not like I was like not hanging out with people and going on dates and stuff. I just wasn't in a a serious relationship for a lot a lot of the time. Go on though. I hijacked your story. Oh, there was no story. That was it. Oh, it's just now you know <laughs> now. Which is it's funny because I, I you know um, Cameron, which mm-hmm. his initial name was uh, all around Trainwreck, is now. In a lot of my stories, not this week, but um, I, you know, and, I, and what's funny is now it's funny seeing Joe with boyfriend because now I'm becoming very private. Really? Well, about him, you okay. know, I'm very protective about him and the information that comes out about him. Uh, I'm changing his name to RK. <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. nah, I've been funny, but it's, I, I can almost see what you're talking about now. Like I'm very like, oh, I don't want to talk about that now. I don't want to talk about this now. In terms of him, you know. But it's a weird, fuzzy line because I have every right to tell stories about myself. But when that's – when I think about the entire story, I also have to think like, oh, does this story still work if I don't tell you that RK had a nervous breakdown and yelled at me for whatever reason? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like all those details are part of the story. And sometimes the stories don't work unless you tell – 
personal things about other people. So you have to you have to think of that before you start the story. Yeah. So we'll see. Right now we're not at that juncture. I'm not at a juncture where I'm embarrassed to say anything. But it is something now like now I'm very protective of my private life now. Yeah. Whereas before I was like, whatever, what do I care? You know? Yeah. And now I'm just like, oh, I don't know if I want I you know, I was talking to um one of our friends today and uh he was like, oh, I, I'm not used to seeing uh, Joe all, you know, goo-goo-gaga over a guy. Is that right? That's not like a baby phrase. Not, you don't say that over somebody, right? That, I mean, goo-goo-gaga is the term. Oh, yeah. okay. And, uh, you know, and uh, maybe because Cameron is the age of a baby. Yeah. So that's why. <laughs> maybe your friend was uh, referring to uh, the maturity level of your boyfriend. Yeah. And uh, so he was like, oh, I'm not used to seeing this. And I, it is. It's a very, it's a, it's, um, I don't, it's a feeling I'm not used to. I don't know. It's very strange. But those aren't my stories. I guess I'm going first. Sure. So Mike Lawson, I was, you know, I was spending some time as I do. I spend a a large amount of time in um, Malibu, California. Mm-hmm. Really small town, and I was at the at the house, and I realized um, I needed a supply. I need something. I need there was uh, something I needed for the kitchen. Okay, mm-hmm. and there's it's very limited what you can get in Malibu. It's a very small town in a very big city, and you're cut off from the rest of the world. So I decided, oh, there's this one place that sells what I need. I, it's three miles down, and I jump in the car, and but it's. It's really hard to describe Malibu. It's, well, you've been – it's very similar to Newport Beach. You know there's Pacific Coast Highway? Mm-hmm. And it can get very, very busy, right? Yeah. But yet there's these tiny little stores that you might need to find. So I was driving down Pacific Coast Highway, and it's, you know, speeding traffic. People are not nice on Pacific Coast Highway. And I'm trying – I'm you know, there's all this row of stores. I'm trying to find the right driveway to this store I'm not familiar with, right? Mm-hmm. So finally, I, I approach this driveway, and there's this really old man who's about to cross, walk down the sidewalk, and he stops in front of the driveway, and he looks at me, and he like does that thing you know, like when you welcome somebody in with your arm, like yeah. like enter, please, like that, and like do you want to come into the driveway? I go, I wave him off. I go, no, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't think I need to go in here. And then I drive up a little bit, but then I look and I see I do have to go in that driveway, so I, I peel back, go in reverse. And I, like, buzz around this old man. Yeah. Right? Park the car. And I go into this shop, and I'm all, hey, I'm looking for this certain coil. Right? <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, I don't know if we have it. I'm sitting there chit-chatting with the guy, right? Then and the, the, the store is next to, like, a hair salon. This tatted-up guy comes in, and he goes, "Talk." I guess he's friends with the worker here. Mm-hmm. He goes, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. I don't care if he's famous or a celebrity. I can't work with that old man. Okay. And I'm like, who are you? T- who's a celebrity? Who are you talking about? That old man right there. And you know the old man that let me into the driveway? Yeah, he's talking about that it? guy. And I go, he's a celebrity? Who is he? He goes, it's Martin Sheen. Oh. And I look, I go, oh my God, it is Martin Sheen. <laughs> he goes, yeah. He, he doesn't live in Malibu, though, does he? Yeah, I guess, I guess he does, right? Oh. Uh-huh. So then I go, uh... I go, oh my god, look at his mouth. It's just Martin Sheen. Look at that. And I was like, ah, oh. he's kind of like a, look at that, Martin Sheen. He's just hanging out right there, right? Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah, uh, he's going to have someone pick him up. 
right? And it was just really weird because, you know, we see Martin Sheen as, like, the president or whatever. Yeah. And there's this little <laughs> old man, like, trying to use his phone or something. Like, he's calling somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, this white suburban pulls up. And I go, he, I tell the guy, I go, That's, who do you think is picking him up? Do you think it's... Oh, no, the guy says, he said his son's going to pick him up. Okay. And so the white suburban pulls up. Oh, and the guy goes, I, dude, it has to be Charlie Sheen. I go... Ugh, I saw I don't want it to be Charlie Sheen. Mike Lawson, it was Emilio Estevez. <laughs> How excited was I? I go, oh my God. The good son? Yeah. I go, oh my God, it's Emilio Estevez. I was like, so, because when do you ever see Emilio Estevez anywhere? Right. Anywhere. When do you see Emilio Estevez? I was so <laughs> excited. Here's the thing, though, because you never see Emilio Estevez anywhere. In my head, he's still the guy from the Mighty Ducks or Breakfast totally. Club, you yeah. know? Young. Yeah. Hot. I thought he was hot. Yeah. Kind of has a mullet. <laughs> yeah. But like he had that like tan skin that was kind of cute. Like Yeah. Just, yeah. It's cute when you're twenty and tight. Yeah. Like Lawson. <laughs> uh-huh. He is such like a middle aged yeah. dumpy dad old man. Like you can yeah. still tell it's Amelia Stevens, but he was like wearing glasses. He's like a pair of boots, like probably really good when they're brand new. But then, like, over time, they just get, like, grosser and grosser. No, he's not gross. I could see him being, like, kind of gross. No, it wasn't gross. It was just like, oh, you're old. Not yeah. And not elderly. Just like, he's not 25 anymore. Because the last time I've really seen Emilio Estevez is he's 25. But I feel like even when he was 25, like, his hands look small. And he just looked, like, boyish. Like, did he still have a kind of a boyish look? No, he had a very, like, like you're in college and it's your dad look. Mm, mm. Interesting. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And he's picking up his old elderly dad. <laughs> Which is funny because you see Martin Sheen, he's on Grace and Frankie. He still does things, you know? Yeah. And what's yeah. funny because he has lines and people tell him where to go and they tell him where to walk and stuff like that. He seems with it. And he didn't seem like, like, oh, 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 oh like that. He just seemed like Betty Batans at the mall trying to find me. Yeah. Which you don't my, think Martin Sheen is like that. In my head, I'm thinking like President Bartlett. So I'm like, how's his health? How's like... Well, you know, his hair's all white now. Uh-huh. It's completely white. But remember the f- final two seasons of... Um, oh, yeah, had, yeah, um, yeah. What did he have? MS, right? Parkinson. Um, yeah, Parkinson's or MS? Yeah, MS. I, I okay. MS, you're right. Are you? I don't know. But anyway, I'm thinking like, oh, no, he's still doing okay. But I forget that he doesn't actually have MS. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was, you know, I've had, and not the, it's, it's funny because I'm not, it's going to sound name droppy, so I'm not going to say any names. But when you're in Malibu. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're talking about that story I just told. You're talking about that story I just told. I'm just saying the point I'm making is you see celebrities, not, I don't see them all the time in Malibu, but it's not uncommon, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, it's funny, the strangely, the bigger they are, like, I don't give a shit. It's like, I get excited for Martin Sheen and Emilio, like, Emilio Stevens picking up Martin Sheen. I would say Martin Sheen is, like, pretty, I don't know, well, he's not A-list, but he's, like, a solid B. Oh, no, no, yeah, solid, I, yeah, I would say solid B. I don't think he's, like, but, like, I've seen A-listers, and I'm just like, oh, ugh, whatever, you know, like, boring, you know? 
Um, what I love is actually Chris told me a story the other day about how he was in a bookstore. Mm-hmm. And he was just like perusing these books in Malibu, perusing these books. And he heard a voice, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, I know that voice. Why do I know that voice? And the guy said in his voice, you know, uh, I think you have a book on hold for me. And he, and then the employee said, oh, uh, um, the name, sir? And he goes, Hanks? Oh. And Chris goes, oh, it's Tom Hanks. And so in Chris's story, he actually hid because he didn't want to have an awkward interaction with Tom Hanks. Uh-huh. But I was telling my favorite part of the story was like the badass kid who's like, and your name is. <laughs> what name would that be that the book is under? Because you're not, you're not, you're not missing Tom Hanks. Like Tom Hanks walks into your store, you're like, "There's Tom Hanks." Don't you think part of the fun though is like wondering if Tom Hanks actually used his real name? Oh, I guess yeah, he might have put it under he, a different name. Yeah, yeah. I guess it would be awkward if you're like, uh, "There's nothing under Hanks, sir." He goes, "Yeah," because I didn't put it in that name. Right. Yeah, you're right. But this is kind of funny. And your name is Pope who? <laughs> Hmm, not getting mm, it. Not seeing it. What's going on with you, Mike Lawson? Um, well, Joey, you know David Bowie died, right? Yes. Um, I'm I'm kind of like watching people get really upset about this and I don't have strong like I don't I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not glad that he's dead or anything. I'm just not emotionally attached to mm-hmm. his art in the way oh. some people are that I'm mm-hmm. watching, right? Sure. How, what are your feelings about it? Are you, you know, look, torn up? I like the hits. Yeah. Okay. Except "Let's Dance." I don't like that song, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm a big fan of the hits. If you said any other song other than the hits, yeah. I would have no idea what the fuck you're talking about, right? Yeah. It, you know, it's one of these things where there are certain celebrities like this. I probably would feel this way about Jagger. Or another celebrity where I only know the hits. But they've just been in your life the whole time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you may not be the biggest fan of their work, but you just thought they would always just be there. And again, because he kept everything so private, it was so sudden. Right. Yeah. You know? So I know what you mean. Yeah. I wasn't like, I don't have any Bowie albums at all. I'm not glad he's dead or anything. I just no. am not s- sad and so- like celebrating his life the way a lot of people are. And I'm mm-hmm. totally cool with people doing that. I'm just not one of them. Sure. Uh, but, but there is Who this... would affect you that way? Chris uh... Colfer? <laughs> mm-hmm. From Glee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glee's Kurt. Yeah, I would be really torn up. Um, but Joey, 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 there's this theater by my house that's kind of hipster a little bit. Um, I'm sure you guys have something out there that's similar. It's called the New Parkway here. They have like... Um, uh, the theater is actually just filled with like different mismatched couches and lazy boy chairs and that sort of thing. They do trivia nights. They do sing-alongs and all of this, right? Yes. You, oh, I thought you, your audio dropped again. No. So um, it's this fun little theater. I've gone once before, and I think I've even talked about it on here um, years ago. Um, but... Anyway, I told Steve that I wanted to go there to see something, and uh, ironically, or coincidentally, just after Bowie died, a few of his co-workers, Steve's co-workers, were sharing this article in the SF Weekly or SFist or something about 
Bowie related things that you could do this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of those things was a screening of the labyrinth at the theater that I wanted to go to. So since he's a super sweet boyfriend, Steve said he bought us tickets for Saturday night. Okay. Are you there? Are you doing I'm here. Something, I'm or? here. No, I'm listening. <laughs> what do you want me to now? Because of the sound problem, I'm supposed to go like, just so you always know I'm here. No, Joey. I'm when you tell stories. I'm not silent. Like no, when you no, no, say, no. I'm gonna like participate. But there was, what, what was I gonna say there? You know what? Another thing is too. You know what? Another thing is too. I think it has to do with me editing. What? I get really annoyed when I'm all like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Is this a uh-huh. passive aggressive way of telling me to stop doing that? Because I do that a lot. Oh no, no. I don't. You know what? I don't notice when you do it. Okay. So Steve bought us tickets to see uh, Labyrinth last Saturday night. Okay, so yes. Saturday comes around. Uh, remember, I was in LA for the end of the week, and then I get mm-hmm. home, and then it's Saturday. We go to dinner and drinks. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Also, the movie starts at ten p.m. Joe. Ten uh, o'clock. Yeah. So. <laughs> so no. Steve and I I'm go so to no this. That. What? I said I'm so no on studying starting at yeah. ten p.m. Steve and I go to this new Mexican restaurant near my house, which is okay. Wait, 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 wait. It's a Mexican restaurant that just opened, or it's food from New Mexico? Oh, a new restaurant that serves Mexican food. Okay. Um, I also have a drink there, which I had like they called it uh, a mint, a mint. I'm mule. sleepy, and you're and yeah, even there. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. So mint mule, which is like a Moscow mule with mint in it, it was delicious. And then mm-hmm. we go to a pub near the theater, and I have a beer. And by the time we get to the theater, I could basically sleep for a week. Like, at this point, the people in the theater line probably think that I have narcolepsy because I'm And like, I feel like Labyrinth is really slow. Well, I don't know that I've ever even seen it. I think I maybe saw it on, on TV when yeah. I was eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the precursor to HBO. I think that this movie is... One of those movies that's like really good because of nostalgia or something like it's I mean, it's a cult. It's has like a cult following. It didn't do good originally, but maybe I'm too old. But like who watches movies at 10 p.m.? It was like way too much. A few people dressed up uh, at the theater. There were a few people with like um, bolt lightning bolts on their faces, you know? Mm hmm. Uh, a few pink lightning bolts, and it was this long line to get in, sold out. And Ugh. then when we get in, first of all, it's a million degrees in the theater, and we got two good seats, thank God. They're like recliner chairs, comfortable mm-hmm. things. And the movie starts, and no joke, I fell asleep before David Bowie was on screen. Like <laughs> The crowd cheered when David Bowie walked out, and that woke me up. <laughs> I was gone. Was Steve angry? No, because he was sleepy too. I think he understood. He wants to like go and rewatch Labyrinth now, but I'm like, mm, I saw enough of it. You, um, I don't. Um, you, Mike. For those of you listening, Mike and I had, you know, we talked before the show. We record the show this time more than usual because we're trying to figure out what my microphone problems were. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if I told you this, um, and you heard it, or if it was one of the times when the microphone. Maybe even the first time the microphone went out. But did I tell you that Steve, that my new theory is that Steve is the person that 
people like Steve is actually the person that people think you're really like. Like he's as nice as people think that I yes. am. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I said I'll describe it I'm I'm like Steve is so nice. I go and I said he's as nice as people Mike Lawson that people think Mike Lawson is in real life. <laughs> they don't realize the ugly dark soul that you have. Oh, I I I don't try to hide it. Jo- uh, Joseph L. Boohacker asked you to repeat something on text message today, and you repeat, and you're like, "You need a picture?" <laughs> question mark? Question mark? Well, Joe, how do you have to repeat something on fucking text message? Reread it, asshole! Like, why do I? T- <laughs> I know I laughed out loud, but <laughs> well, what's funny is that it got repeated again later. Yeah, because he was trying to make me feel bad. But anyway, I mean, we're in the weeds. But basically, I saw Labyrinth. I fell asleep. I think it's a pretty awful movie, but it was kind of a fun time. I mean, the theater's cool, but would you go to see Labyrinth at 10 o'clock? Like, was no. that a mistake no. in the beginning I should have no. tried to avoid? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I Like I was saying, I think it has some sort of nostalgia uh, factor that gets people to go out and sell out this theater. There's also, like, some cool Jim Henson stuff, but it was, like, mm-hmm. just pretty awful pretty awful cameron had a friend who was in town your boyfriend yes had a friend in town uh-huh uh-huh who was in town for a while and then just went back on monday i think he lives in the bay area actually and um i would hang out with cameron drop him off be like oh I, i'm like islands are so heavy right now guys okay i don't have to make it home i gotta sleep right Mm-hmm. And then I took the camera the next day. I'm like, oh, what happened after I dropped you off? And he'd be like, oh, Nick and I went to this bar and we went and got, got <laughs> drinks. And then we went to, you know, the OC Fairgrounds. And I'm like, what? Went to the gym? Yeah, we went to the gym. And then we saw we saw three movies. And then um, I played a, a round of highlight. Yeah. And I'm like, what? You did all this stuff? I was asleep in half an hour. Two games of Monopoly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we built a snowman. I think it's age, but I mean, also like liquor doesn't help. Like, no, to, to have liquor and then go sit in a movie—that's a recipe for sleep, even for twenty-year-olds, isn't it? Well, Cameron, if you remember that, when we, well, I've since experienced this. Okay, so a friend of mine directed a movie. We went to a screening uh, on. Sunday? Monday? I don't know. One of those days, right? And Cameron came with me. Uh, and um, I had to have a, I had to warn my friends. I go, guys, I told Cameron I was going to do this. I go, I'm going to embarrass you to prevent further embarrassment. I said, don't be offended, Michael. I said, Cameron falls asleep in every movie. Every movie Cameron goes to see with me, he falls asleep. It could be Mad Max Fury Road. Boom. In five minutes, he's asleep and sleeps for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Of course, Cameron doesn't fall asleep in this movie. <laughs> but it's been um, a good movie. Yeah. I had to warn everyone because Cameron like just knocks out in movies. I, I can't do that. I can't sleep on airplanes or anything like that. Um, I can close my eyes and get really relaxed, but I can't like really fall asleep. I'm, my sister-in-law can totally sleep on airplanes. I'm so jealous. Yeah. Wouldn't you just love to just go to sleep and then wake up and you're somewhere else? <laughs> yeah. Um, a friend what, of mine, a friend of mine, uh, he used to have a drug problem. 
had a flight to Japan, and he just took a bunch of different pills when he left LAX, and they had to shake him awake in Tokyo. <laughs> he was sl- asleep the whole time. The whole time. That's nice. Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, but you would probably feel so gross once you get there. I like, wouldn't give a shit just gross. not to sit through that fucking long-ass flight. Yeah. Anyway, what was your question? Uh, what else is up with you in L.A.? Oh, I mentioned this last week in the next week thing. So a uh, friend of the show, Shannon, and her husband have started a podcast. I don't remember what it's called. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll get updates on this. I'll tell you why in a second. But they had asked me. It's a, it's a, it's a podcast about singing and music. Okay. And I think I've discussed this on the show. Shannon's husband, Dave, is a high-end vocal coach. Yeah. Okay. Who yeah, doesn't like his business cards getting lost. Who doesn't like his – yeah. Oh, that was – you know, that was awkward, you know, because the movie that Michael directed, that screening, Yeah. that was my official introducing everyone to Cameron kind of thing. As well, your boyfriend. Every, yeah, as my boyfriend. Like some people Dave, have met him before. They almost had all had met them, actually. Yeah. Um, but that was the first time Dave and Cameron had seen each other. <laughs> Since Dave fired Cameron. Since Dave fired Cameron, yeah. Or if you were Dave, you were you, he would probably say, "Since Cameron fucked up and lost his job." Yeah, you, they were totally fine. They were chit chatting there in the corner. I was super scared about, it, and they were chumming it up in the corner. Good, right? good. So anyway, um, so Dave's a vocal coach, you know, high end vocal coach, and so he decided to do this podcast where he. Uh, has his friends and some of his clients come on the show. And so the first inaugural episode was recorded last Friday. And I was, you know, uh, uh, honored to be uh, asked to be a guest co-host. Right. Cool. So Shannon and Dave run it. And then they asked me to be a guest co-host to help things keep moving. Right. Mm-hmm. And I actually kind of want your opinion on this. So on the initial episode, it was two women who are the background singers on The Voice. I guess there's some guy, too, but he couldn't – he got sick. But they're background singers on – you know when the you know when they, they, the band – I don't watch The Voice, but imagine like American Idol, the part where the band comes in. Yeah. And so they're in that, and they're the background singers. And, uh, you know, they wanted to make sure everything kept moving. These women love talking so much, <laughs> Right. That if any of you listen to this initial episode, I think I speak for under 30 seconds in the whole thing. And Dave was a little concerned afterwards. He was like, oh, why don't you chime in? And I said, um, they, like, Dave had it, right? And so they were talking, and they didn't ever, like, even take a breath, you know? Mm-hmm. And Dave was doing fine as a host, asking good questions and keeping it moving. And, you know, everything was going fine. I'm not going to be like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Let me tell you the story about uh, the Lyft driver, and I thought it was a Chevy Volt, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. I didn't want to do that, so I literally only stepped in when there was even people took a breath. So uh-huh. do you think I, did, I made the right choice? So I'm basically almost like a, a non-presence on this first episode. It's a little bit weird, because he introduced you in the beginning, right? So you kind of are expected to speak up a little bit, and it's not like you're saying that they didn't ever stop and they didn't need assistance but like if you had started talking and chiming in they would have it would have been polite it was two of them Uh uh-huh then they just like they would talk over each other Uh uh-huh 
Just wait till you hear this episode. I do get yeah. a, I get, I do get a few good questions in there. Okay. A few good questions about like if there's like like I'm not gonna see the answers. Mostly, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But um, do they ever root for people to get voted off? Are they ever sad when people leave? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, because you know they're the background singers and they work with them at some. Are they ever like happy? Like, oh, thank God that person's gone. Or right. Um, I think I had another good question. I'm like, oh, that's a good question there. Like, what do you? <laughs> a lot about the the behind the scenes stuff. I was really into that. So when the podcasts come out. Uh, when that podcast comes out, will you tell mm-hmm. us about it on here? Oh, I will because I've also been asked to be in the next episode oh. with American Idol winner Jordan Sparks. So I, I fear I'll be talking on that one more. I've met Jordan Sparks. Oh, oh, that's she did some sort of thing. I remember the story. Yeah, what did it was when her? I was um, right when I moved to Arizona, I started doing uh, working for Phoenix New Times. And the Super mm-hmm. Bowl was in town. We've talked about this. And yeah. she she had just won American Idol. Okay. And she did like a Super Bowl concert. And it was like a bunch of American Idol people, but she's from Phoenix. So it mm-hmm. was kind of like, and she won American Idol, I believe. Yes. So I took like pictures and interviewed a bunch of them, and she was one of them. I, uh, I'll ask her, like, you remember Mike Lawson? Yeah. Do you remember 10 years ago, you... Please do. Uh, <laughs> he's like, yay, hi. Yeah, super nice. Yeah. <laughs> Probably shushed you because you were talking during your own Yeah, show. when you were singing. <laughs> um, that's yeah, cool. So Jordan Sparks on Friday, but I have a feeling that she's not mis-talkative. So I, there'd probably be but more room for me to breathe. I hear you. But I feel like she. Um, oh, okay. She's there. Will be room for you to breathe. I get. I that. mean, there'll be more room. <laughs> there'll be room for me to jump in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do think she probably could hold an interview though. Like right after American Idol, she was all over. Yeah, but that's actually why I'm saying I will have more time to talk because yeah. she'll talk in sound bites. Yeah. When you said she's not mistalkative, in my head I heard she's a quiet. <sighs> timid person. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I should have... Yeah. The like, clarification is, yeah. Because the other girls were just, just... Wouldn't shut the fuck up. Right. They were super, it. super nice. Um, And their stories were super... And that's the thing, too, is they were actually really interesting. Yeah. That you know? sounds like an interesting thing, an interesting interview. Um, So, once it comes out, I want to hear it. Okay. I'm also going to look up... Didn't Jordan Sparks date someone famous? Um, I don't know. We'll look it up right now. We're going to get a report right now. Boyfriend uh, history. Well, it's a whole article on boyfriend history. Oh, she's dating Sage the Gemini. Oh, oh, wait, Sage the Gemini. I like Sage the Pisces better. And then who's Jason Derulo? I guess they used to date. Yeah, he was the um ho- <gasps> uh, one of the judges from. Uh, so you think he can dance this year? And he cheated on Jordan Sparks. Oh my God. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Poor Jordan. We'll have, to, we'll have to get into that. I'll ask about Jason Derulo and the cheat on her. Ooh. What if I did the character as Donna Sugars? Like, <laughs> oh, Jordan Sparks. Oh, 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 it's Jordan Sparks. <laughs> um, do it. I will. Um, um, yeah, so that's the podcast. Oh, oh, so anyway, so that I just we just talked about the, what the podcast was. <laughs> that was not my story. So I they're like, um, first of all, okay, 
So we've talked a little bit about this on the show. I've asked Shannon to do a podcast with me and Adam Burns, and we're setting up just the scheduling for that, but it's called Slow News Week, and it's the three of us talking about news, like weird news stories. Mm-hmm. Shannon does not want to use her last name on this show, <laughs> our show, right? Yeah. She doesn't want to be affiliated with Joe doesn't want to be Doesn't want to be officially <laughs> affiliated with this show, doesn't want her last name used. So on the show, she's just Shannon. Yeah. Part of me wants to just make up a, a last name for her. Right, yeah. so then we're just, just Shannon, like Cher. So I'm like, fine, whatever. I'll respect that. Right, I I can understand not wanting to be associated with me. Shannon the Latte Boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I kind of want to call her that now. Shannon the Latte Boy, Shannon Boohecker. So, um, okay, so whatever. Right, she asked me to do this podcast. Right, and she goes, um. Listen, uh, Dave wants you to do this pod. I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. I like Dave. I'm willing to help him out, right? She goes, okay, his assistant's going to give you all the details. Send me this detail. I'm like, I have to sign a contract? <laughs> I have to like, sign a contract? What kind of contract? I didn't sign it. And then she uh, asked for a bio. <laughs> and I'm like, no. <laughs> I told Shannon, I go, listen, you won't even give your last name on the show. I'm not doing any contract. And I'm not uh, writing a bio for myself. Deal with it. Deal with it, yeah. But uh, anyway, um, so I show up. They go, okay, we'll show up to this address. This is a studio. Show up to the we, – we, we, we had an official studio with an engineer, right, and everything. And I go, oh, wow, this is fantastic. Mike, it's somebody's house. Yeah. Off La Cienega. Okay. Right? And they built this uh, one of their rooms. They turned into it. I will say it's a pretty pro studio, mm-hmm. right? With like the the, the big the, the counters and stools and the microphone with the and you have to wear these headphones and everything like that, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm in there, and then like Shannon, while we're while we're setting up and warming up, the producers getting their levels and stuff like that. Um, Shannon says something funny, and I just like hit the. I'm actually gonna hit my. So hold on, everyone, uh, and I'll try and lower if it's loud. I'll hit the desk the way I hit it. Okay, like that. Like, that was ah, loud. <laughs> like that, right? Yeah. The lady who's the, the engineer goes, "Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Please do, don't do that. Please, it comes off on that microphone. Please don't do that." And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah. Because I'll tell you why. Jason and Jason, uh, Dave, the guy who's paying, right for this. Uh-huh. They start the show. He is slapping this table. <laughs> like, he's pounding on it. Like, he's Thor all of a sudden. Uh-huh. She says nothing. Nothing. She says nothing to him. And I was well, like, he's writing the check. Exactly. Yeah. The guy writing the check. So, uh, then we do this. And so, they had mentioned on the show, um, Kara, you know, was one of the girls in the background. She had mentioned she was on American Idol. Right, oh. and she told the story about being an American Idol, and she made it all the way to Hollywood, but she didn't. She didn't get all the way through. I'm not going to spoil anything now, but she tells stories about dealing with Simon Cowell and all that. But she was on the same season, I believe, as um, Danny Noriega, or as some of our listeners may know him, Adore Delano, the drag oh, queen. Yeah, I remember that season. Yeah. So then I, I after the show, I ask her. I say, listen. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Danny Noriega. And she's like, who's that? <laughs> and I go, he's a drag queen now. Uh, she is? 
I go, yeah, door to let. They just started talking to each other. I never got my questions answered about Danny Noriega or Ador Delano. Mm-hmm. And and then they just walked away from me. Like they were like, once the once the microphones were off, these two girls could not have cared less about me. So they're friends in real life, right? The yeah, yeah, they're super close. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, because they said that like like while they're doing the voice, they see no one else but each other. I want to hear the podcast now. You did a good job of selling it. Well, you know what? Dave forgot to ask me to, p- to pump the show. But you know what? That's good because he said, oh, I'm going to make sure I remember next time. So that means in the Jordan Sparks episode, we're getting a plug. Cool. Which I imagine that will get a lot of downloads. Plug it. Plug away. Uh, what else is going on with you in the Bay Area, Mike Lawson? Well, Joe, it's been a year since my roommate Alex and Ricardo had a baby. Remember about a year that ago baby's when that happened? a year old now? Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We have to do this. The, uh, the Christmas tree. What's the status update? Um, oh, it's in the front yard now. <laughs> uh, okay, well, moved out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Um, but part of that, uh, the reason it's out of the house, I think, is because this past Sunday they had a small birthday party and they wanted it out. Uh, so, oh. right? So, mm-hmm. anyway, Joey, I was invited, but I, to the little get together for the birthday, but I'm thinking it was out of obligation more than anything. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you have a birthday party in the kitchen and living room and all of that and not invite your housemates? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's weird. So uh, they invited me and I – maybe I should whisper a little bit, but I, they invited me and I tried to get out of it. I said like, well, I already have plans to see Steve and they're like, bring Steve. So I Oh, kinda, wow. I kind of was like stuck at that point. Um, but, which is fine, but it just felt like, um, it was going to be a small intimate get together and then the roommates were there too. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Did so, Mario go? Mario was invited, but I'll get there. Oh. So Ooh. Steve and I go out, uh, Sunday morning and we got a gift. We got a really nice, uh, gift, like a little bowl set for a baby, um, a chew toy. Cause he's like starting to teeth and then um i got this really cool book that i like called rad american women a through z and it's like Mm -hmm. a picture book for kids but a through z it's just like rad american woman it was pretty Mm -hmm. cool uh so i got that and uh steve and i are upstairs we're kind of just netflixing and chilling and people are arriving for dinner and can they hear you guys fucking no, we weren't actually fucking. I just said that. And no. um, I should also remind you, Joey, Steve doesn't eat pork and I don't eat meat at all. Okay. okay. And they ha- I do know that they have a full pig coming. Why like doesn't Steve eat pig. pork? He just chose not to. Uh, but, I feel, but I feel pork is a big part of the Korean diet. I think they eat a lot of pork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just doesn't eat it. So I do know they have like a full roasted pig coming, like Mm an entire pig, okay? Mm -hmm. So um, by the way, I told Steve, I think they just invited us because they feel kind of obligated. Yeah. So we created this plan that we were going to go downstairs, bring the present, say hello to everybody, and then Mm -hmm. we would see if there was anything for us to eat, Mm -hmm. and we would gauge whether or not 
like this is a close family thing or oh yeah i see there's a lot yeah. you know if there's like a Good bunch call. of friends and well whatever so um we all we're like we need a code word and we like created this complicated code but anyway we go downstairs we give the gift um and it's a hundred percent family and close friends hundred <gasps> mm-hmm. percent it felt it felt strange like it almost was like oh are are you guys coming that's how i felt right yeah so like almost immediately like steve and i like have eyes and we're like let's go so mm-hmm. we read it we re, uh retreat upstairs trying to figure out what to do and when we're up here i text my other roommate mario and i'm like hey it's uncomfortable here like what are you doing mm-hmm. are you are you are you gonna go down or whatever and he and you look like, at the window and like mario's like talking he's texting he's in the backyard like like full-on having a good time <laughs> he has a beer he's like yeah. doing the limbo with uh one of their mothers yeah. <laughs> with a piece of pork in his mouth <laughs> so what's funny though he texts me and he's like hey i'm not coming home i just went to see a movie alone and i'm driving around i'm gonna go get something to eat like I don't, i'm not i'm not going so okay. i was like why don't we all grab dinner together this will you know be easy okay so we're gonna escape that's kind of the plan mm-hmm. and you, Joe, know the layout of my house, so this will make sense to you. For those of you listening that have never been to my house, I live on the second story, and we have like a big staircase that ends in a foyer right at the front door, okay? Mm-hmm. And so Mario's going to meet us for dinner. We just need to sneak out. So Steve and I get shoes on, and Steve is going to leave after dinner. So he's carrying, like, the bag he brought over for the weekend. It's raining, so we have umbrellas. We have jackets on, okay? Mm-hmm. We're going to make a run for it. And my plan was if anyone asks where we're going, I'm going to say, we'll be right back. Easy. Just go, mm-hmm. okay? So we exit the room. And when we head to the stairs in the foyer, they set up this big table that has the entire pig on it. (gasps) The entire group is in the foyer and they see us walking down the stairs. Oh, no. Oh, no. And as we come out, uh, one of my roommates, he's like, hey, just in time for the ceremony, which was like the most awkward moment of my life because – we're obviously leaving. Like, we have mm-hmm. all of our stuff. It just was so uncomfortable. So instead of saying anything, we just left. And um, it was weird. They were like... How did you get through the front door? How did well, you get... I mean, how do you just... You just ignored them and walked out? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's a party. So, like, everyone's kind of talking and stuff. Yeah. So we just kind of left. They were also, like, starting some sort of ceremony where they, like, light fire or something. I don't really understand what was happening. Uh, but we went to this burger place called Barney's and we had a good dinner with Mario Mm -hmm. and during dinner, Alex text messaged me and he said, (gasps) Hey ladies, come down and eat. Like, no, he thought we were up in the room still there. Oh no. So I text him and I was like, Hey, running a quick errand. We'll join you guys soon. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was really awkward. And like, I think maybe I'm overthinking a little bit because when we walked in, eventually it was kind of the perfect moment. Like they were all gathered in the living room, opening presents, just about to do cake. Do you know what I mean? Like we kind of just walked in and joined like the actual. Did you stay for the cake? Yeah, of course. Okay. And like stood around and did some small talk. We sang happy birthday. Like we did all that part. And then we, both of us disappeared again while the party continued forever. 
And what's funny though is, um, oh, the by the way, it was like my roommate's parents, their siblings, and then their best friends from like elementary school, like age old friends, right? Yeah. And, the, and then me. <laughs> it was weird. Um, but then like later that night, I would say like 11 o'clock, maybe midnight, my roommate Mario texts and he's like, when exactly does a one-year-old's birthday end? Because it was like still going. At 1 a.m.? Yes. <laughs> it was like a rager for a one-year-old birthday party. That was weird part too. Were there any other gay people there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of his um, uh, best friends from like elementary school is gay. Oh, okay. And he was here, so... And, and how the, the, the cause a ba- one year old baby now they can interact with people and stuff like that. What's your relationship with the one year old baby? Yeah, well, it's weird because remember also he was born a little premature, so like I don't know cognitive cognitively exactly where he stands because he like smiles at me and looks at me, but that's that's as far as interaction goes. There's nothing really beyond that. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, hey, Joe, I have two news stories. I want you to pick from one. Okay. Number one, vaping is stupid. <laughs> Number two, Lyft rider robbed. Now, I want you to know, I saw that you posted this on Twitter and Facebook, this question. Yeah. And asked people to comment. And uh, all answers were stupid. <laughs> Didn't li- one of them was I would pick Lyft, the Lyft rider, because it, well, it depended whether the Lyft rider, driver was hot. Right. Right. And I believe that Peter G also. Well, no, no, I like that Peter G's right. Yeah, because he was he like uh, the revolt. Oh. Depends <laughs> on whether the car. Was, I like that one actually. Uh-huh. I'm a big fan of that one. Anything that perpetuates that classic joke. You know what's funny is I pulled another revolt. Uh, I was talking to Cameron, and uh, Cameron loves camping. His big thing is he wants the two of us to go camping. Now, Mike. Can you see me camping? No. <laughs> this is Mm-mm. the big thing. He's like, I'm telling you once he's, his thing is he, once the two of us go camping, I'm going to fall in love with it. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine me camping? No. Yeah. But I said, I, I go, so then I go, hey, it makes sense that you love to camp because, can I call him Cam? Right? Mm. I go, if you take your initial of your last name, it's Cam, you know? And he was just like silent for a long time. He's like, I got to take a shower. Yeah. I have to wash uh, that stupid joke off me. <laughs> and then he hung up the phone. <laughs> I was like, that's a good joke. I don't know. Camp. He, he likes to camp. And his name is Campy. Like, is it- it's like a child's joke. Okay. So between that, well, I guess that's a good question. Is the Lyft driver hot? Do you know this or not? I don't know. In fact, the Lyft driver has very little to do with the story. What's the What's the headline again that you gave me? Um, well, this isn't a headline. It's more my notes in Trello. Oh, yeah. Lyft, what's the note? Lyft writer robbed. Oh, okay. Or? Vaping is stupid. <sighs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> and the Lyft writer was robbed. Yeah. He was. Um, <laughs> God, this is a tough one. I wanted, you're being vague now because we're doing this thing. So now it's tougher for me to decide. Lift right. I feel we do. I feel we do a lot of lift rider rob. I feel we do. A, uh. Should we do va- vaping then? 
Is is there more to this story than just vaping is stupid? Um, it's like a study that came out. Oh uh, no, Lyft Rider. Okay. Lyft Rider robbed at gunpoint. A man who thought he was getting into Lyft robbed at gunpoint. This report. A user of the transportation network company Lyft had an unexpectedly scary ride this week after a fellow passenger robbed him at gunpoint. According to an email sent by the San Francisco Police Department Friday, the 22-year-old man summoned a lift at 1 a.m. on Tuesday near the block of uh, 100 Mason Street, which is between Eddie and Ellis, and the rider was drunk, police noted in the report. Okay. And after the driver picked the man up, the lift vehicle drove around until it picked up a second passenger. All right. That passenger, a man in his 30s, pointed a gun at the first passenger <gasps> and took his items, police say, including cash and his cell phone. Uh, and as you know, Joey, Lyft offers traditional solo rides like you would do in a cab yeah. and uh, also Lyft lines in yeah. which riders share the rides with others going the same way for a lower price. And at the time of this story being being written, no SFPD spokespeople were available to explain which service the victim was using Tuesday or what, if any, role police believe the driver played during yeah. the theft. Um, and well, wouldn't Lyft know? Yeah, but w- would Lyft talk about it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if one of their riders – I mean I'm sorry. If one of their drivers was shady, that's the last story they want out. Wouldn't right? it be funny? If, if, you know, the Uber has that um – What's it called when Uber's busy? Uh, surge pricing. Surge pricing? Yeah. It's called prime time on Lyft. Wouldn't it be funny? He also paid prime time pricing for this. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. And he also paid 300%. When That's was... when he got really robbed. Yes, yeah, seriously. Lyft <laughs> <laughs> was... rider robbed. Oh, did someone point a gun at him? No, he paid 300% for a 10-minute ride. <laughs> When I was in LA, uh, I was with an Uber driver who picked me up in West LA. Is that where I'm staying? I always forget. East LA. Yeah, you're in East LA. East LA. He picked me up around in East LA, and he told me that on New Year's Eve, he went out, he did his whole thing, and then he was like, not going to drive, but just for kicks, he opened the app, and there was someone requesting a ride in downtown LA. Oh, oh. From East LA. So he's like, shit, I might as well go get this money, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, you know what? I'll go out for a couple hours and get a couple bucks. Mm-hmm. He picked them up in downtown LA. The surge pricing was nine times. <gasps> and they wanted to drive to Chino Hills. <gasps> it was a $900 ride for this oh, group of people. My, that makes sense. Yeah. He, so he drove them 900 bucks, and then he went home. He said that it took less than an hour to do the whole thing, start to finish, and he made yeah. Downtown bucks. to Chino Hills would be about thirty. Now he it, where he lives in he lived in, in East LA. Yeah, so mm, it'd be a little over an hour, but yeah. So he did all, and but also New Year's Eve traffic. I wonder if it was even more. But any, I mean, even if it was three hours for nine hundred bucks, yeah. is pretty good. Um, but he said. Uh, that the it was a group of people that were like splitting the fare, like they were talking mm-hmm. about it when they were going. But like, at a certain point, don't you fucking go to a Motel Six and drive in the, we'll call a cab in the morning. 
like nine hundred dollars to get home. Like, how much is well, a Motel also, Six? Well, also it's dumb because I've read with surge pricing, like you can wait ten minutes and it drops and it goes away. It has to do with that exact moment, you know. Right. Right. So what happens is, is, is they use it to get. So when there's a shortage of drivers, they use the surge to bring a, a surge of drivers. You know, so once they show up, the price plummets. Yeah, you know, so they could have just gone to Denny's or something and waited for the price to go down. Yeah, you know, and then and then go home. But yeah, yeah. ridiculous. Um, Joey, do you have any news stories for me? Yeah. <laughs> Mike, I, you, you can choose between one of these two stories. A man accused of stealing 7,500 pounds of sweets, selling them in his garage. (laughs) Or, clown charged with sexually assaulting two young girls. The first one is, man sells, steals sweets and sells them. Yeah, sells them in his garage. And the second one is a clown sexually assaulted. Charged, yeah, with sexually assaulting two young girls. Um... I'm gonna My, go with a clown. The, the clown is charged with sexually assaulting two young girls. A well, clown. this guy thinks he's gonna get away with selling candy. He's a clown too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with the uh, candy. Okay. Candy might not be so sweet for a Southern California man. Jesus Ibarra of Hesperia was arrested Thursday after authorities say they found his garage full. Of stolen sweets. He was freed on bail, but couldn't be reached for comment at his home Friday. The Riverside Press Enterprise says Mars Candy Company sweets that hadn't passed inspection were supposed to be trucked <laughs> to a location in San Bernardino County for destruction. So he was selling, like, possibly gross sweets, like tainted, oh, yeah. recalled. Tainted, recalled. But I wonder if it's, like, misshapen. Yeah. But when the truck arrived, 7,500 pounds of candy was missing. How did he stuff in his pants or something? Yeah. The sheriff's department says investigators caught a break when ads started turning up <laughs> online. That information led to a bar's home. Authorities say his garage had been turned into a candy store with 30 racks of box candy labeled with prices. Mike Lawson, my question to you, what is your favorite candy bar? Ah, uh, candy bar. I'm a, I'm a fan of anything with peanut butter. So oh, really? like a Reese's or Reese's has a candy bar now too. That's it's kind of too much though. I wish they did. Oh, you know what I like is a peanut butter um, Twix bar. Oh yeah, those are pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm gonna tell you something too. I'm a big fan of those Reese's pieces, like the little circle ones from ET. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not a candy bar, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, candy bar. You're right. Yeah. Okay. I'm a, okay, I'll, I'll tell you what. I really like payday, but I, it, it could be a giant payday. I don't care. It's never enough. It's like, well, like oh, that's it? Really? Yeah. Uh, I feel like it is enough for me. Like, I like it, and then about halfway through, I'm like, this is a lot. What I'm are the opposite you, with that? I'm going to tell you something, too. I'm pretty boring. Snickers satisfies. Really? I'm a big fan of the Snickers bar. Can't tell you the last time I had a Snickers bar. Oh, great, great candy bar. There's a reason it's the number one candy bar. I'm also a big fan of, uh, this is one of those things now, when I was a kid, I probably wasn't too crazy about it, but love me one of the mounds. 
uh-huh. you know, the coconut with the little almond. Yeah. Is that the one? Or that almond joy. Yeah. I'm a fan of both of those too. Yeah. But Joey, wait, back to the store. Chico the, sticks. Back to this. Yeah. Chico stick is like a Butterfinger with no um, chocolate. Yeah. Back to this uh, sweet story of yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, if he has all of this like candy mm-hmm. and they're, instead of throwing it away, who's yeah. who's getting hurt here? Or yeah, is that's it, what I think too. What, wouldn't you be like, all right. But I guess you have to discourage people from doing that. Yeah. But and I he mean, probably if it thought, pass, oh, well, they're throwing it away. It, it also matters, like, if it didn't pass inspection for a health a reason that can, you know, get somebody sick, that's a problem. But if it was, like, quality assurance, then the only thing getting hurt is their brand when somebody gets a, you know, a crooked-looking Snickers bar or something. Yeah, it's just funny that... Um Who's even noticing? I mean, this is like I feel there's a way. I think this guy's kind of an idiot. If they're se- if they're sending it to be destroyed, I feel that there's a way of he could have done this. Well, I I can't imagine. Hey, the problem is he stole seven thousand five hundred pounds of it because if oh, you seven thousand five hundred pounds because if you just steal a couple boxes here or there, I doubt that their inventory is super tight. Their inventory system is super tight from the factory to the landfill right but it's when 7500 pounds of stuff has gone missing that they're like uh something's wrong yeah. here you're right he got greedy i bet you if he would have done 500 pounds which is a lot still 500 pounds yeah he would have been he cool. probably, people probably wouldn't have noticed but who knows 7, maybe 000. he's been doing that for a really long time and this is like his one time that he did more and he got caught dummy mm-hmm. what a dummy Funny that his name's Jesus. Why? Because I don't think this is what Jesus would do. Maybe. Maybe well, he, he was, was giving the candy stealing, away. Maybe he was stealing it and selling it cheap to the poor. Isn't that what Jesus does? Is he, or is that Robin Hood? Wait, that's he, Robin Hood. Oh. Oh no, Robin Hood would give it to the poor. Yeah, uh, sell it cheap to the poor. That's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get yours, you know? Also, the last thing is, uh, the last thing poor Latino kids is more need is more candy. Yeah. He should steal 7,500 pounds of, like, books. <laughs> or, like, <laughs> or, like, jobs. Well, they have jobs. There's, well, we know, we know the Latinos are already stealing all our jobs. You know what I'm talking about, Lawson? Oh, wait, I'm one of them. Hmm. What do you got going on next week? Anything? Well, I'm, uh, going to be, uh, Interviewing this Jordan Sparks in a couple of days. How can um, I breathe with no air, air? Isn't that her? Is that a Jordan Sparks song? I guess I, I should brush maybe. up on her music, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, part two is uh, I'm going to a a musical with cousin of the show, Richard. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, I have a gay cousin named Richard. He's a week younger than being gay. Uh, we're going to a, an East L.A. musical. Cool. So we're going to do that on Saturday. And then um, Monday, I'm supposed to have lunch with friend of the show, Kate Doyle. Remember her? Yeah, who's engaged, I saw. She is engaged. And I think we'll talk about that at lunch. And uh, I'm sure I'll be seeing the boyfriend around there somewhere. I'm supposed to go maybe to a cocktail convention as well. I think the the boyfriend wanted to do that, too. What do you got going on? Well, I'm going to uh, L.A. tomorrow. Oh, that's right. We didn't get to connect last time. Yeah. And Do you think that, we'll connect tomorrow? Well, le- yeah, let's Uh-oh. talk. No, no, Uh-oh. let's talk. Shut up. 
The by the way, us not connecting wasn't my fault. You have to admit that on the podcast. I never said it was anybody's fault. No, but you have to say it was your fault we didn't connect. Because, Joey, a week ago when I'm like, I'm going to be in LA, we should meet up. You were like, yeah, but don't give me the run around and like you did. <laughs> did I say that? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It was my fault. Okay. Good. <laughs> um, and so tomorrow I'm going to be there and then I come home um, pretty early Saturday morning and Friday night is out. So if we hang out, it has to be tomorrow night. Uh, I told you I can do it. Okay, cool. And I'm staying close to you, so yeah, we can make that work. Um, that's it, though. Um, I think the weekend when I come back, I have something. Oh, I'm meeting up for drinks with one of my old coworkers from the diabetes nonprofit. That's happening on Sunday. Oh, and I, and uh, I saw you. You saw Lance at the pug recently. Yeah, she came to town for Christmas, um, and that happened. So, yeah, things are good. Cool. Well, it was nice catching up with you, Joe. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.